Welcome to A Soulful Rebellion. I'm your host, Anika Nicole. I am a spiritual life and mindset coach here to guide those of you who are new to the spiritual awakening journey and deconstructing your faith towards a path of finding clarity and inner peace. Before we dive deep into this episode, I want to mention this one thing. If you're enjoying the show or thinking of ways to support this podcast, here are a few simple things you can do. Leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, share this podcast show with a friend, or share your favorite episode on Instagram stories. And if you do, don't forget to tag me at Anika Nicole. I love to get to know the listeners of this show. In today's episode, I want to share with you a few reasons why you might be finding the spiritual awakening journey to be so hard and three simple steps you can take right now to find clarity and inner peace. So we all know the spiritual awakening journey isn't always as smooth as we often desire or hope. Many reasons lend to the difficulty we experience during the beginning stages of this journey. And I say beginning because depending on where you are right now and or where you might be at this point in time in your journey, this might sound like you or sound like where you once were. So let's just jump right in. Here are a few reasons why you might be finding the spiritual awakening journey to be a difficult one. One is the spiritual awakening journey is oftentimes a lonely one. Right now, you may not have anyone around you or within your community that shares in your experience. Very few people around may seem to have a spiritual life or it may feel that it may be as if no one around you holds the interest in any of the topics that you are now intrigued by. You may try to open up about it, but you know who you are now becoming will not be accepted by those around you. Another point is when you open up about what you are going through to others, they might think you are being weird or odd. You might experience this or have experienced this already. Even when people are trying to be supportive of you, it's that they simply just don't understand what you are going through. So they can't relate to you and it makes trying to have conversations with them rather difficult. I remember when I was just new to all of this, I felt lonely most of the time. So depending on where you are in your beliefs or values, you may find yourself in a place that is outside of the cultural norms of your family or spiritual community. And for many of us deconstructing our faith or going through some other life-changing experience, that is what starts our spiritual awakening journey. I can only give church examples because that's what my background is. So you may deeply desire to go to your pastor, for example, to seek a deeper understanding of new beliefs you may be leaning towards. However, it may go against what you were taught from the church. And instead of there being room for understanding and open dialogue about this, you may experience being preached at. I know that's a common thing that happens for those of us that are going through a spiritual awakening in church or Christian communities or any fundamental religious community for that matter. I remember while I was going through my spiritual awakening, a lot of my core beliefs and values began to shift. I began to form beliefs or thoughts around the possibility that God might be non-binary or another thing that belief that was forming for me or belief that I now believe is the idea that maybe Jesus was just a highly elevated being but not at all a God for us to worship 
So these were the thoughts stirring up within me, but I had to keep it quiet to myself. I knew opening up to my Christian community about this would come with some risks. So depending on where you are at or the spiritual community you currently are in, there may already be a set of rules or conditions of what is acceptable for you to believe and what is not. So when you begin to share personal thoughts and experiences that are outside of that, you may be invalidated, brushed off, or others may look at you as if you need extra teaching or reindoctrination. It is innate in our human nature to desire connection to others. And know that it is temporary. The loneliness is only temporary. In time, you will find a group of people or community in which you feel heard, seen, and understood. In the meantime, here are a few things that you can do to alleviate the loneliness. One, be comfortable with being alone. I know, I know, it's rough, but take this time as an opportunity to get to know yourself on a deeper level. Some questions you can ask yourself during this time is, what beliefs do I need to learn or unlearn? Or what kind of person do I now see myself as? Another thing you can do to help with the loneliness on the journey, this was helpful to me and it's often one that I suggest is just finding community. A common way that we can find community that we often, you know, social media. You can follow Instagram accounts, you can follow Facebook groups. I started a Facebook group called um, Awaken to Sovereignty. You can easily search it and it should pop up. I'll also leave a link in the show notes for those of you that want to connect there. So that's one thing that you can do. Another thing is searching for spiritual centers within your local community. I know for me, I was always drawn to Buddhism. So when I left my home church, I decided to look for local Buddhist centers and I attended their sanjas. Another thing you can do um, is search, just simple Google search, y'all. Search for things like women's circle, spiritual circle. Those were the first few um, spiritual experiences that I've had outside of the church and I simply loved it because of the structure of it, of just coming together on a simple, sometimes it's on a specific topic or subject where we just open up and we just share and hold space for each other. So I've often find spiritual circles and or women's circles or healing circles. They go by different names, but usually it's one of those to be very, I would say very healing for me. So you might want to try that. And just for those of you who are curious to know, like these circles are basically a group of people coming together, speaking on a specific topic. It's usually maybe some guided meditation, maybe some journaling. And sometimes at the end, there's a sharing out and holding space for each other. So now on to my second reason why I, I what I from what I found for reasons why to explain the spiritual awakening journey being challenging or difficult. Second point is finding purpose in life. Seeking to find a deeper or meaningful purpose in life. When you spiritually awaken, your entire point of view about life and the world shifts in a major way. And you develop a sense of deep connection to the divine in such a way that you now want to live a more purposeful life. But even though the desire is there, you may be feeling stuck. You might be having a few questions like, well, how do I go about finding my purpose? Or well, what do I do now? Here's the truth. There's nothing you need to do to find your purpose. What you are truly seeking to know is how you can live life with more intentionality and meaning. And at the end of the day, what you decide to pursue is up to you. 
This is where you get to use your divine creative power and explore all possibilities. So one Bible quote that I love is Micah chapter 6 verse 8. I love this quote because whether or not you are still into reading the Bible at this point in your journey, this message still hits. And it's it just speaks a universal truth. So here it goes. He hath showed thee a man what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with that God? That's the KJV, the King James Version. And you know, I wouldn't be a true Christian at heart if I didn't come back to you again with the new version, another version rather, um, which is the message version. But he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. The key point from this quote is that as divine, holy, and powerful beings walking this earth, what is required of, what is required of us is three simple things. Live a morally conscious life. Extend compassion towards others and walk in unity with God. That's it. Now I know in the text it says to walk humbly before God or take God seriously, but I wanted to offer up this reframe instead to walk in unity with God. Because I believe that we are divine co-creators with God. And if that belief doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. I'm just sharing where I am in my journey. So when it comes to your life purpose, all you have to do is follow these three simple principles. And in everything else, you have the freedom and choice to do whatever delights you. I love watching documentaries in my spare time. And my husband and I, we love watching a few cooking documentaries. And one thing I've always admired is how much chefs have such a deep reverence for the art of cooking that they do it with such a passion and with such a joy for the people they serve. And it you can just see within many chefs that they just have a divine connection to God through this experience. It's just being in the kitchen and working with food. Another key thing to note is that when it comes to finding your life purpose, the activity, the role or career that you find gives you purpose in this moment can also change throughout your journey. So for example, for a long while I had such a deep passion for teaching. I still have a great passion for teaching, but now I'm a spiritual life and mindset coach. Does this mean now that my years spent teaching were less purposeful? No, nothing is wasted. I bring this up because I know a thing that also comes up when people are new to the spiritual awakening journey and they're finding maybe where they're at right now it's not bringing them joy and they're seeking a more meaningful vocation, you might have a feeling as if all that time or all those years that you spent were wasted. But was it really ever wasted? If it wasn't for that experience, you wouldn't have gained the skills, tools, or understanding you needed to support you in the next phase of your journey. So for example, you know what? working as a teacher has taught me it has taught me how to break down complex concepts into easier to understand chunks it has taught me how to see a situation from another's perspective it has taught me how to be vulnerable and transparent 
These are all skills I apply to my coaching. So it's okay. It's okay if you are drawn to a new career choice or a new venture that you find is more fulfilling or more aligned to where you are right now. Just know that no time is wasted. Where you are right now is where you're supposed to be. Now, after thorough self-examination, you feel like, well, Anika, I hear you, but I don't know. I still have some questions here. What may be going on here is that you might be realizing that certain things in your life may be out of alignment with who you feel you are becoming. You may be experiencing a misalignment with your current career, friendship, relationship, or spiritual community. You may have to ask yourself, where in my life do I feel out of alignment? And what do I need to do to change this? If you are unsure where to begin on the road towards living a more purposeful life, start with doing what excites you or what brings you joy. Ask yourself, what do those around me say that I am known for? That's another place that you could start. Then figure out what activities or careers align with that and go with it. So now moving on to another reason why we might experience or you might experience challenges in your spiritual awakening journey. So this one is a big one. It's becoming more aware of flaws in your character. One thing that occurs naturally as you're going through the spiritual awakening journey is that you're becoming more self-aware, especially as you engage in spiritual practices like meditation and prayer. The more you tune inward, the more all the areas of yourself that needs healing, more improvement, tender love and care becomes illuminated. This is when such practices as inner child work or shadow work might become useful. So inner child work is the practice of looking back in time to pinpoint where in your life did you create those negative thoughts or beliefs. Then, through the process of journaling or visualization, you can give yourself healing, give your younger self healing where it's needed. So, for example, I know for me, I was bullied as a child. So, say as an adult, I realized that I have major self-esteem issues. And I pinpoint, you know what, this self-esteem issue started from when I was being bullied as a younger child. So, I can visualize myself again being bullied as a younger child and speak words of affirmation of myself. Speak words of love over myself. Give myself the tender love and care that I should have received in those moments. Another practice is shadow work. So shadow work is about exploring the aspects of yourself that you aren't fully aware of. So the idea here is that we often repress the ugly sides of ourselves. But in shadow work, you take these parts of yourself head on in order to explore it and integrate it. So there are many approaches to shadow work, but when you become aware of something within yourself and you want to work on it, maybe it's an unwanted thought or emotion, become an investigator of it. Ask yourself some questions. You can ask yourself, what is the purpose of this thought or feeling? What is it trying to serve in this moment? What self-limiting beliefs do I have around this situation, person, or thing? Those are some questions you can ask yourself to begin to do some shadow work. So to put this into context, at one point in my journey, I realized that I had a habit of always wanting to get in the last word in arguments or in disagreements with people. I had such a high need to always want to get in the last word at all costs. 
So through deeper exploration, I realized that as a child, I had to fight to be seen and heard. I grew up in a household that went by that age-old premise, children should be seen and not heard. So I did experience moments where I had to limit myself. I had limited room, rather, to defend myself. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was blamed for things at times. Maybe I felt that I got unjust or unfair punishment or a consequence, rather, for something. And I had no opportunity to speak up for myself. I just had to accept what come, no matter how unfair or unjust I felt it was for me. So later on, as I grew older, I noticed in disagreements, I had to always get in that last word, no matter what. So this loss of voice is what led me to that type of behavior. Realizing this, I noticed that that behavior developed as a type of protection mechanism because I did not have a healthy or proper way to voice my opinions or voice my feelings or thoughts and emotions in childhood. So in a later teenager years, adulthood, I developed this habit of always having to fight to get my last word in. So that's just an example of what shadow work could look like or feel like for you. But of course, you know, once you realize something, I encourage you to like think about ways that you may want to replace those unhealthy thoughts, behaviors with something more supportive for you. So for an example for this might be that learning to wait five seconds, counting to five seconds before I try to get a word in, try to see certain things or the situation from the other person's perspective before I think to respond. So that's like a way that I can switch into using a healthier, more supportive mechanism to protect me versus trying to, in a nasty way, get the last word in. So as you become more self-aware throughout your spiritual awakening journey, feelings of shame, disgust, or guilt may come to surface. I know I definitely <laughs> felt those feelings now realizing those nasty ways or behaviors of myself. It can also be overwhelming as you may be counting up all the flaws within yourself that you now can see so clearly. In these times, it's important to remember to just be gentle with yourself and to take life one day at a time. So now onto another area or aspect that might make the spiritual awakening journey difficult for you. And that is experiencing resistance. One thing I can tell you about this spiritual awakening journey is that there will be resistance. Resistance can oftentimes be experienced as fear and the degree of fear equates to the level of the resistance. Therefore, the more fear you feel about a specific venture, the more certain you can be that the venture is important to your spiritual growth. That's why you feel so much resistance. If it meant nothing to you, there'd be no resistance. So in the previous episode, I mentioned, oftentimes as we are shifting into a new identity, transitioning into a new worldview, adopting a new philosophy or any sort of major transformation, we will experience the greatest amount of resistance. This is because our subconscious mind is now being tasked with adapting to a new way of being that is not used to or accustomed to. And this shift requires a great amount of mental energy. It is important to keep pushing through. And I know you will push through. Just a few examples of how resistance can show up 
it can look like something like having the inner knowingness of what exactly you're supposed to do, but experiencing anxiety once you've made the first step. This could be knowing that you need to go back to school to switch to that career you know you are aligned to, but because of anxiety, you procrastinate and miss the application deadline. Sometimes this resistance comes from subconscious programming we received in childhood. So this could look like knowing meditation will be helpful for you, but because of limits and beliefs, like you were taught meditation opens up your mind up to evil forces, brings about feelings of fear, so you postpone meditation. It is important to know when and where this resistance shows up because becoming more aware of this lets you know where you can begin to think about ways you can work around it. So maybe instead of waiting until you are close to that application deadline, start to think about what are small tasks you can do as each day gets closer. Or instead of diving deep into a 20 minute meditation, try two minutes and work your way up. Okay, so I talked quite a bit about some challenges you may experience, but as you are dealing with the challenges of spiritual awakening, I have this one reminder for you. The spiritual journey is not a linear process. There are no specific steps or clear paths. It is about trusting the journey, trusting the call to go within, shedding the layers of the false self and aligning your life with your most true and authentic self. So understand that when you experience challenges or when yet another flaw is revealed, that this is not a sign that you are going backward or veering off track. Instead, look at these moments as an opportunity to grow. Take advantage of the opportunity in your quiet time. Ask to find these questions and allow the answers to be revealed to you. So you can ask yourself, what am I being invited to at this moment? Where is it that I need to continue to grow and heal? What supports do I need at this moment? How can I keep myself accountable for my growth and healing? So in the moments where you experience resistance, ask yourself these questions. This is where you can see the cyclical pattern in your journey. Instead of yielding to resistance, discover what more it is you need to learn or know to move you one step forward in your spiritual awakening journey. So I don't want to leave you hanging. So I'm going to share a few simple steps you can take right now to find clarity and inner peace as you face the challenges that come along with being new to the spiritual awakening journey. So the first thing you can do is follow your curiosity. This is the perfect time to have an open mind and feel the freedom to explore. You will notice as you are gaining more and more knowledge on a variety of spiritual topics, you will begin to have a clearer understanding of who you are and what you believe as you are spiritually evolving. And you can educate yourself through online courses, books, podcasts, spiritual teachings. A lot of resources are available on YouTube. But I must, I must mention this one thing though. One thing about me, you'll know, if you ever had the chance to meet with me or speak with me, is that I will never look at you oddly for letting me know that you had to learn or know if you can trust me before you decided to work with me or listen to any of my teachings. This should be the same, not just with myself, but with any other person out there, no matter their title or experience. That is why you often hear me say things like, you can take all apart or none of what I'm saying as truth for you. So my goal here is 
not to speak from a place of holding absolute knowledge or truth, but to share in my journey, as many of you have shared that the reason why you've joined my email list or follow my Instagram account or listen to my podcast is because of our shared experiences. Also, I understand that the information I convey here is filtered through my own understandings. My ultimate goal here is to let you know that you are not alone in what you are feeling, thinking, or experiencing. That is why I started this podcast. That is why I'm here. So that all said, through all your learnings, always question, always do your research, formulate your own thoughts and values that are true and in alignment with you. So now for my second tip is to filter out the noise. This is a very important yet difficult step. This is why I personally believe the loneliness period of our spiritual awakening journey is an important one. This time in your life is about introspection. It is about going inward to look for answers because the answers you are seeking are within you. Filtering out the noise will lead you on the path of self-discovery and increased self-awareness. Seeking clarity on your spiritual journey is about rediscovering who you are again. This is about getting to the core of who you were created to be away from society, culture, and family. This is where you decide whether your current beliefs, values, and ideals are working for you or against you. This is where you can shift into a new identity that is a more true and authentic you. So who are you away from all the noise of society, culture, family, and religious indoctrination? So I know you might be asking, well, Anika, how do I do that? This might look like taking a break from your spiritual community. This can be indefinitely or just for a little while. Leaving the church was one of the first steps I was compelled to take on my spiritual journey. I didn't know at the time, but now when I look back, I realize this is what catapulted my journey towards discovering my true and authentic self. So leaving the church It gave me room to let go of an identity that I no longer felt in alignment with. I no longer felt pressure to fit into the mold that was imposed upon me, and I was able to just be myself. Filtering out the noise might also look like journaling to process your thoughts and emotions. If you're not in a place where you are ready to leave your spiritual community or simply feel that is not what you need right now, that is okay. Honor it. You can also spend some time journaling to process what is coming up for you to help you gain clarity. So now for my third tip is to seek support. As you navigate through the journey and do the work of shedding the layers of your false identity, you might come to some real hard truths that might make it difficult for you to process on your own. This is why seeking support is important. You are not created to journey through this life alone. Whether that is seeking help from a therapist to process your emotions or a spiritual life coach for guidance. Receiving the necessary support is always impactful. The good news is you don't have to do it alone because I'm here to support you. I know what it is to feel lost and confused on this journey with no support and without guidance. If you are ready to deepen your spiritual journey, if you are looking for support, I'm here for you. And I mean it. You can DM me, DM me on Instagram at Anika Nicole. So that's Anika, A-N-E-K-I-A, Nicole. I also will leave a link in the show notes, which will make it easier for you to find me. 
Um, you can find the show notes wherever you are listening to this podcast episode or at a soulfulrebellion.com forward slash episode forward slash 29. So as a recap, the spiritual awakening journey can be challenging because it is often lonely. You are struggling to find a sense of meaning and purpose within this life. You are becoming more aware of flaws in your character and you're experiencing internal resistance as you are trying to step into a new identity. But you can find clarity and inner peace by following your curiosity and doing what excites you. Spending some time filtering out the noise through introspection and seeking support from a spiritual life coach and therapy if necessary. So I hope you were able to glean something from today's episode. I hope you were able to find a few golden nuggets within there. And as always, thanks again for tuning in. Do you want to make sure you never miss an episode? Then don't forget to subscribe to A Soulful Rebellion to be notified as soon as the next episode is out. If you're looking for more inspirational messages, join my newsletter, Soul Notes. You'll receive monthly devotionals, spiritual tips, free coaching, and more. To join, you can head to asoulfulrebellion.com forward slash soul notes. Thank you for tuning into this episode.